This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Good afternoon, family and friends, and welcome on this rather misty, cold day. But we are just so privileged to be able to be here today. And thank you for joining me, Renette Marburg, on 7 to 9 a.m. on my program called Rise. And this is the program where we often speak about um, issues and relevant topics where not often spoken about, but we give you hope, guidance and wisdom and knowledge when real life happens in the family. We discuss, and this is where we can rise together as a family and restoration above all together as a family. So we are just so privileged to have a wonderful guest in our, actually two guests. Um, We have the privilege of having Isabel and Eben Swat in in our studios today, and they're from the Trumpet Calls Ministries. But I'm going to introduce them formally straight after the song that we're going to listen to now, this beautiful track by Kirk Franklin. But the blood. Born alone and left to die, rejected, often criticized, hid behind the childhood lies. Everything has changed since the blood. Since the blood. Since the blood. to die, rejected, often criticized, hid behind the childhood lies, everything has changed since the blood, fallen on us, since the blood, it gave me purpose, since the blood, it set you for us, since the blood, who can be Falling from the air Reaching but no hand is there Screaming quiet, no one cares I might as well have died But the blood Falling on us But the blood It gave me purpose But the blood It set you for us Oh, the blood Who can be against us Oh, Hallelujah. The dead of man is by the blood. By the blood. But for the blood. Say that one more time. By the blood. By the blood. By the blood. But for the blood. We are. Yes. We are never alone. Now we are never alone. 
Good afternoon and thank you for joining us this afternoon. And we have the privilege this afternoon to have Eben Swat and Isabel Swat from the Trumpet Call. And it is such a powerful um, uh, um, name. So I really want to just encourage uh, you to stay tuned. I just want you to get um, hold of your pens and paper. I want you to please WhatsApp us. There's going to be an opportunity for later on. We've got a giveaway. So keep your pens at hand. You're welcome to um, call us on 081-729-1657. Our SMS is 37988. Our telegram is 081-729-1657. And please, if there's anything that you want to know about the program or our guest, please contact us on a WhatsApp. And if you're not sure of uh, the number, please call our office at um, 021-9177-000. And thank you. And we have the privilege now, um, Eben, you were a teacher. And now you're a teacher of the word. And you're coaching um, leaders and church leaders and house group leaders. Please tell us. Give us a little bit of your testimony and how did you step out of the teaching 10 years ago and came out and lived in faith? And that is such must have been a massive um, step that you took. Yes, we did. Thank you very much, Renette. Um, yeah, we, I stepped out of school teaching. Yes. Uh, at the end of 1995, I was a physical science teacher at Brackenfell High in Cape Town. And, um, yeah, some other time you just feel the Lord's hand on your shoulder, calling you aside, and there's a difference in when God calls you and when He sends you. There's a, there's a bit of time that expires between the, t- the two instances. And that was the time when the Lord called me, and uh, we were sent out basically around about the year 2000. Uh, until now, we've been full-time, in full-time ministry. So in the meantime, between 95 and 2000, we made a little turn in business. And those were very, very difficult years for us financially to get from a salary situation to a living in faith situation. And we've been living in faith since 1995. Um, We have absolutely nobody that uh, pays us a salary or anything like that. And uh, yeah, the Lord's been providing for us all the time. Things changed for us in the year 2000 when we were when we went full time, uh, also financially, and it's been a much better road since then. Um, yeah, we got very much involved um, with the prayer scene in South Africa, not only in Cape Town but nationally. Uh, I was first part of Herald Ministry. My old mentor was Gerda Leitgib uh, from Herald Ministry in Pretoria. And we also had close relationship with uh, NEPSA, the old Network for United Prayer for South Africa, which in the meantime had become Jericho Walls International. That's correct. Uh, with Benny Mossad as a leader. He has retired now, and Daniel Brink has t- taken over from him. And uh, during those years, uh, 95 to 2000, 
we were organizing prayer meetings all around Cape Town and uh, mobilizing people to pray for the city and pray for the country and so on. We organized in 2000 the first citywide prayer meetings here in Cape Town in the history of Cape wow. Town. Wow, yes. I remember and uh, those, yeah, yes. many people will remember that when yes. we went to the stadiums <laughs> and the next year mm. uh, Graham Power took over from me and he took it to Newlands Stadium wow. and so you really the rest of like Africa. You that. Yeah, I mean, we, wow. we are very proud to say that we were part of the process and very privileged <coughs> to have been a co-worker with Christ uh, yes. in, in Cape Town. So that's basically where our ministry started. Um, we were very involved with the prayer scenery and with intercessors. I know a lot of intercessors all over Cape Town and all over the country. Um, and then at some other stage, this thing stagnated. Mm. Uh, we were praying and praying and praying and there was a huge anointing. There was really a, a huge prayer burden during those days. And then suddenly that burden lifted. And some of us thought, because the, it, the, the unction of the Holy Spirit was so different than after the prayer burden lifted, we thought we were in sin and we started to <laughs> repent. <laughs> repent, okay, what did we do? But we realized that, that the things mm. we were praying for uh, didn't happen. We saw huge breakthroughs, yes, and we thanked the Lord for that. But the actual things that would take the city to the tipping point of going mm -hmm. through transformation just never happened. Um, so great. I realized we were doing, although we were praying, we were doing the wrong things or we were doing things wrong. And that's when I uh, removed myself from the prayer scenery and went into research and never thought that it would take me so long to do the research. And uh, I was researching for, for 14 years. Wow. Doing that spiritual research and, and trying work. to establish what goes on in the spirit realm in and around Cape Town. And why are the prayers that we are praying not working in, in inverted commas? Mm. And I think after many years we've got answers. Uh, it's not pop they aren't popular answers because in a sense the church is guilty. Um, but yeah, we're in a much better place today. Uh, than we were those days. Those days. And the oh, Lord was wonderful. really, really faithful to us. <laughs> that is <laughs> wonderful. And, you know, um, uh, so so at the moment you are, what is it that you are actually doing in the sense that, um, you know, that uh, the, church, this, the church is struggling at the moment, you know, with COVID, and the church has changed. The whole structure has changed and collapsed, and people are, very, very, very disorientated. Um, and, you know, so I want us to uh, eventually just go into that a little bit later. Mm -hmm. But um, at the end of the day, I want uh, just to give me a little bit of a synopsis of what kind of research were you doing? What was it that was feeding you to get to, you know, the, the resources that you're putting out? We what did you find was the um, gaps? You know, there must have been gaps that we are, like you said, things weren't, we weren't yeah. doing things right. What were we missing? Even though I know we look at things and um, we study the Bible, so we take our own revelations and we take our own, um, uh, what everybody else is saying, um, instead of actually what is the truth behind it. You, you're so right, Renette. Um, and, yeah, it's a difficult place when you have an intercessor's heart and you're praying away and praying away for years 
Um, and I, I want to say that in those years, I'm talking about 95 to 2000, we were almost doing in Cape Town what is humanly possible to do in the, in the prayer movement. And when that doesn't work, work another time in inverted commas, then you have to start to ask, what am I doing wrong? Is, isn't prayer then the, the end of the rope where you, that you need to get hold of to untangle this question? And that's what we always believed. And when it came out or it resulted in not the results that we were expecting, we realized we're doing something wrong. Now, if you're praying away, what possibly can you be doing wrong? Yes, <laughs> and that, that's an important question. Because people's prayers aren't being answered. <clears throat> that's right. And what the research shows, and that's, it's, it's a very biblical thing to say, is that um, God doesn't bless that which isn't in his pattern. God doesn't superimpose his blessing on that which he has not established. Mm. And that's what we came on in, in the research. What we came to was that what we have in church, in our doing of church today, is not God's pattern. Much of it is God's pattern, but there are very fundamental things that we are doing wrong that aren't biblical in church and we never question them mm. and God's we just go with the flow we just go with the flow and God's not blessing that and to reach higher heights we have to put the foundations in place that need to be in place that are biblical and that's what we're trying to do with trumpet call and that's what we are trying to make people aware of that need to be in place uh, we read in the Old Testament of the battle that the Israelites had against Ai, for instance, and they lost the battle against a very small city, the second one that they actually encountered moving into the Promised Land. And the reason for that loss and people dying, fathers dying, husbands dying, breadwinners dying, um, was that there wasn't in the camp. So you won't get anywhere praying away and doing intercession uh, for nights on end if there's sin in the camp. We have to deal with the sin. We have to put, to, to put the foundations in place that God can bless, that is His, and that yes, He will always bless. that makes so much sense. Yeah. Wow, that is powerful revelation. And yes, uh, we, uh, you know, that where the Lord says, um, what is good, the truth, and acceptable and his perfect will and we step out of that continuously so i i'd like to use that as my you know lord is this the truth yeah. you know because um i also you know we we are inclined to to be all over the place and it's just lack of knowledge it's just purely lack of knowledge but going back to the word and understanding what is it that are, are we on the mark or aren't we on the mark? So um, how are you equipping the saints uh, for that? We are encouraging people to ask questions. There are many things in our traditional church life, I would say, that we, most of us have grown up in, that we've never questioned. One of the things that we never question, for instance, just, just to take an example, is the passivity of the believer. <laughs> yeah. And for literally 1,700 years, since the inception of the Roman Catholic Church in Europe, though back in those days, in two millennia ago almost, uh, church 
goers have been trained to be passive in church services, for instance. And I think it's been <laughs> it's been bred into us. Over like programmed. S- programmed. It's in our DNA to be mm. passive. And we are uh, making people aware of the fact that we must ask questions, why are we so passive? Why are we always looking for somebody else to do the Christian work? Why are we paying people to be Christians on our behalf? <laughs> so true. <laughs> um, and I think the, that's the biggest challenge that the, the, this generation, the, the believers of this generation has in front of them, is to, out of their own will, out of their own free will, to shoulder responsibility in the church once again. Yes, to rise up yeah. and be raised up yeah. Yeah. as new saints for the church. That's right. And um, to to actually take, as you say, the responsibility and to navigate the new church. Yeah. So there is new people and new opportunities. Yes, I think you're quite right about leadership being quite dominant. And, it, you know, it, it causes plateaus and that's why the church Sometimes yeah. flatlines a bit. And I think that's why uh, the institutional church, not only in South Africa but worldwide, mm. is uh, in the it's, it's in trouble at the moment. And yes. I think COVID yes. has just amplified the whole problem. Mm. Um, and people have uh, withdrawn, or the, the, the churchgoers have withdrawn from going to church as a result of COVID, and many churches find that they aren't returning after COVID. So um, we'll have to talk about that. Yes. I don't know when you want to do that, but yeah, (laughs) we'll have to talk about about that. that. (laughs) Yeah, it's a very important topic that, because, um, you know, this is what I would like to get people just to be encouraged again. There are other ways of having church. Alternative. So we are going to definitely cover that now. Um, and I think I'm actually going to play our next track so that we can have a little bit more time on that one. So um, we're going to play now, play out with uh, Still I Rise, Yolanda Adams, and um, we're definitely going to continue this conversation straight after this. Thank you for tuning in with us. And was that not beautiful? Um, I will rise. And that was um, Yolanda. And we are just so privileged to have um, Eben and... Isabel Swat in the studio with us today, and they from the Trumpet Call, and they have got such an amazing ministry where they are equipping the saints on how to develop house churches and equipping them um, with amazing resources. You must go onto their website, but we will give you all that information a little bit later. Um, you know, Evan, I just want to encourage you that um, this is such an important message that you've uh, that that we are here because the church is very confused at the moment not having the mega churches to go to everything is quite stressful um, but here is an opportunity of how you can actually have a successful um, family church or a group of people together or in business um, you know leadership so I just want you to get us you know to the foundation of in the word how did the church in the Old Testament, what was God's plan with the church initially? Thank you, Renette. Um, yeah, I, th- I personally believe that house churches is the vehicle that the, what God wants to use. 
in the end times and in the last days for the church to go forward simply because that's the model that the book of Acts uses in the New Testament. Uh, that's God's pattern. That was the pattern of the apostles. Um, uh, actually, uh, it's a long way of research to to get to the to the place where we are today, yes, uh, which is not what the book of Acts teaches us. Where it starts in the Old Testament, and I'm just going to recap a little bit, is with the Old Covenant. God makes a covenant with the Israelites uh, under the leadership of Moses, and he gives them a lot of commandments on the on the mountaintop that goes onto stony tablets. Mm-hmm. That was not laws. We're not going to get legalistic about it. What it was, and that was God's heart behind it, was the recipe for life. He said to them, I'm going to be your God, you're going to be my people. This is what I'm expecting of you for being my people. When you want to be my people, this is how I want you to be my people. If you do this, you're going to be successful. You're going to be the head. You're not going to be the tail. You'll be blessed in the city. You can go and read all of that in Mm -hmm. Deuteronomy 28, how God wants to bless them because he was giving them the recipe for life. Why could he do that? Because he made creation. He knew how creation works and he knew how to work alongside creation, creation and not against it. So he gave them the recipe for life. But we all know the Israelites broke that covenant. So God had to institute a new covenant. And he said, and he announces that in the book of, Je- of Jeremiah, Jeremiah 31, the, the whole chapter of Jeremiah 31. And he says, I'm not going to do it the old way anymore. Uh, uh, nobody's going to tell his neighbor anymore, this is how you need to serve the Lord anymore, because I'm going to write my Lord's on it fleshy. Not yes, stony, but yes. fleshy tables of your tablets of your heart mm-hmm. now. I'm going to put it in your mind. In other words, I'm going to take out the old heart, the old stony heart, and I'm going to put in you a fleshy heart. God was saying to the Israelites, I'm going to take out the old stony laws, the legalistic laws, and I'm going to give you the spirit of the law. The spirit that gives light, not the letter that kills, but the spirit that gives life. I'm going to put my spirit inside of you. I'm going to put the Holy Spirit inside of you as your resident rabbi to teach you from day to day, minute by minute, what the law on the fleshy tablets of your hearts say. You don't need the Old Testament rabbi anymore. You have a New Testament rabbi. That's the Holy Spirit, your resident rabbi and you're going to consult him to know what to do in every situation and that's the new covenant that jesus established in the upper room when he had communion with his disciples the first uh, the first time on the night of peshach and he said this is the new covenant this is my body this is my blood and he said, this is the new covenant that I'm... He was referring back to Jeremiah where, where that thing is re- announced. I'm going to send you my spirit and he's going to live inside of you and he's going to teach you my ways and my, my laws. And how to, he's going to give you the recipe for life mm-hmm. in the New Testament. That is, Renette, what we do in church. That's what church is all about. In the Old Testament, like this, much like the Jews do it until today in the synagogues, they discuss the law, they discuss the Torah. Yes. Uh, we are not uh, we into that anymore. We're into 
God's resident rabbi that he sent us. So it's everything about Jesus and his spirit. And yes, we use the scriptures to keep us on the white line of the road so that we don't have too much spirit and too little direction. Yes, I yes. always compare the, the white line on the, uh, or the, <laughs> the, the scriptures to the white line in the middle of a tarred road. But the Holy Spirit is your GPS. The white line won't get you to your destination because all roads have white lines on them. But the Holy Spirit gets you to your destination. You have to listen to the voice of the, the Holy Spirit to get you to your destination. That's what we do in house churches. So a typical house church meeting is not what we know from traditional churches. It's a whole different paradigm. There aren't any messages. Nobody prepares. A house church should never be something that consumes energy, that you have to put a lot of effort into, because it needs to run on the energy of the Holy Spirit that's in yes. the members of that particular house church. So it's a whole different paradigm, and it takes a while for us to get into that paradigm, where we have a meeting not around the law, like the Jews, not around Scripture even, but around Jesus by his spirit. Yes, mm -hmm. we have the scripture next to us to keep us on the white line, but we have a meeting, ons keir, as we say in Afrikaans, mm -hmm. ons keir rondom Jesus. Amen. So if people want to see what a house church meeting looks like, look at a lot of people that are good friends, not only friends in the natural, but friends in the spirit, because the Holy Spirit is the common denominator between them. They are caring yes. around Jesus Christ. Nobody delivers a message. Yes, I mean, if you th if you remembered what you saw is that they would, you know, have fellowship and feast and really get together and enjoy the moments together and really get uh, knowledge and ask questions and, um, you know, ask the Lord a lot of questions to Absolutely. find out what he wanted to tell them. And then you tell them stories. And that was so beautiful. It, and it's not always the same. Sometimes mm. you do this, sometimes yes, you do that. Else. What we usually do, and, and it was quite a natural thing that happened in our house church, is that um, ministry, whereas in, in traditional churches, the leaders are constantly encouraging the members to, to become weak. W-E-E-K, not W-E-A-K. Weak Christians. Yes. Not Sunday Christians, but weak Christians, mm -hmm. because they need to be Christians during the week as well. That happened automatically when you when you get into our church. Every member has a ministry, whether it's full time. I'm actually the only one with a full time ministry in our church. The other ones are, are part time. And when you get to your meeting, you are actually reporting back on your ministry of the week. Wow! That's, yes. And then we advise one another we encourage mm -hmm. one another we pray for one another we praise the lord for <laughs> what had happened during the week that's our meeting and 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 mm. it's inexhaustible what god can do with that wow, and we uh, yeah and and when we need uh, guidance we go to scripture we go to scripture and we and we go and see what scripture tells us and we teach one another and the holy spirit inside us teach one another the scripture says we have the heart, the mind of Christ. It never says, I have the mind of Christ, or you have the mind. We, collectively, we have the mind of Christ. So we need to be together. God never gives everything to a single person. We need one another. We are a body. We are different parts yes. of the body, and we and need, we need to one another to function correctly as, as a body.
That is amazing. Um, Isabel, you were just sharing in the break um, something that you wanted to tell us about, you know, us taking up our authority. Yeah, thank you, Renette. To me, house church is a place where you grow your spiritual muscles. Yes. Uh, um, I also had a long walk with God and a, a lot of uh, issues and a lot of healing. And much of it took place in the the safe environment of house church. In house church, there's no place to hide. Uh, when you're uh, down the one day, there will definitely be somebody to notice. When when uh, Eben and I look, uh, you know, a bit um, not lacquer for uh, for one another, you know, they will immediately <laughs> question you. Question so you. so there's there's a, a lot of transparency. Uh, so so in house church, uh, we do a ministry to not only uh, to the world outside, but to one another. And I think that's the most important part of, of, of house church because we are a family and we care for one another mm. um, we are couples uh, there's a single person um, there are d- people with small children our children are grown so we're all different age groups yes. and the the biblical thing of the older people and the older women teaching the younger women that is what is happening there very naturally Yes, and uh, it's and it's and in a safe environment. Exactly, and real growth. Exactly. So we have this uh, senior couple in in our house church, and and they are very transparent with their struggles, and um, thanks to them, um, they've spoken into all of us into our marriages, and there's been a lot of personal growth, and also in our marriages where God uses house church to address issues that would otherwise have remain remain. Unresolved because you can hide in a big church. That is so valid. That is such a valid point because we don't address the pastors. We cannot expect them to do that. But when it comes to these house churches, we can address those um, issues that we often don't aren't able to in a in a massive church. Wow, that is powerful. So, um, thank you so much for that. In, in important uh, factor but we're going to quickly listen to um, it's going to get better it's going to get better by cc wine and something to look forward to listening to and we're going to continue this conversation straight after this radio cape pulpit 7 to 9 a.m with renette myberg finding god's truth for the way forward together Good afternoon, family and friends, and thank you so much for staying tuned with us. Um, and that was CC Winans, and it's going to get better, and we know that. We can trust the Lord for that. Um, we have uh, Eben and Isabel Swat in the studio discussing the, the concept of house church. Um, Eben, you have got so much information. As I said, we're really going to have to do extend on this conversation because I didn't realize what a big topic it actually is. Um, you know, and we often uh, don't know what is what is the church going to look like. We're, going to, we're heading for a persecution, as you know, with all the things that are happening, that this is the new, this is the way church is needing to go. Because, um, and I want you just to give us some, uh, um, how can, what is your resources look like and how can they get hold of you? And, um, you know, uh, and you've got a giveaway as well. So that will be wonderful. So if anybody is going to answer a question, our WhatsApp number is, oh, let me just get my glasses on. That is always a problem. Um, There we are. We have a WhatsApp line, 
which is 081-729-1657, SMS 379-88, and Telegram 081-729-1657. And then you're welcome to um, come and collect it. The first person that answers that question can we all let you know, and you can come and collect it from the radio station here. So that will be wonderful, and you can come and meet us as well. And I also want to encourage you, please come and visit us in um, uh, the studios here. Uh, there's quite a bit. You can come and get some books and resources. But first of all, Eben, I just want you to give us a quick synopsis of what have you got as resources and where can they go to for um, all the information that we need about house, house church? Renette, from experience, I know that most people ask the wrong question first. The wrong question is, where is a house church that I can uh, attend or that I can join? No, that's the wrong question. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the right question is, how do I start a house church? <laughs> <laughs> because there aren't house churches around, and please don't contact me to ask where is a house church that you can join. No, you've got to start one, and we're going to help you to do that. Anybody can start a house church. And you can go to our website, which is www.trumpetcall.co.za, and go to products, and you can get hold of a DVD set that says house churches uh, start a pack, or in Afrikaans, huiskerke besin voor je begin. Because it is a minefield, Renette. Mm-hmm. House churches, there are many, many mines that you can activate under your feet uh, when you go there, and it will blow, blow you apart. You need to know what you're doing. Train yourself before you start. Anybody can start, but you need a little bit of education, a little bit of training before you start. And we're going to give away one of those sets today. It's an Afrikaans set. The title, as I said, Huiskerke begin voor je begin. And there are four DVDs in there. The first one is on geestelike gesag en onderdanigheid. That will teach you exactly how spiritual authority and submission works in the kingdom. Whom should you submit to and who has the authority? And maybe it's not the persons that you've been taught in the, in the past <laughs> who have the authority. The second DVD is the one on the fundament van die kerk, the foundation of the church. That deals with the fivefold ministry that we find in Ephesians 4 verse 11, apostles, prophets, evangelists, uh, pastors, and teachers. And when you understand those five, you will understand how the kingdom needs to operate. And then the third DVD is on the house churches itself. Different house church models, you can choose how do, how do you want to do it and what are the pitfalls of each of them and how do house church meetings actually operate. That's the third DVD and the fourth one is on tithes and uh, yeah, giving, giving and tithes in Afrikaans, tenders and harvest. How does that work in the New Testament? And that's a short teaching on that because you need to know that in your house church. Fantastic. Thank you so much. And um, We still have a question, Renette, that we yes. want to ask. You <laughs> yes. need to answer this question to oh, get yes, hold of this scent. And this question is you have to go to our website, www.trumpetgold.co.za, and you've got to find our logo on there. There's a verse of scripture on there, and you need to send to that WhatsApp number that Renette's given you the correct scripture that's on our logo. And then you can, the first one to be correct about that, can come and collect this DVD set here at the offices of Radio Pupil. Well, that's equipping one more saint. 
<laughs> that would be wonderful. And um, yes, and then you you also do other other kinds of resources as well. Just give us a few of the topics that you cover. I know you got a few other topics that you also uh, uh, teach on. We have books on our website. We have many many DVDs. We have seventy. Well, 80 DVDs in the market at at this point in time. Uh, There are prayer courses. There are uh, many things that on the research that we've done, many topics, Freemasonry, Queen of Heaven, the two Babylons. Uh, Yeah, a a vast number of things that you can. But go and check it out on the website. It's all in the products. That is amazing because, you know, uh, 14 years of research, it is a vital thing that a person can actually uh, take us, we can be privileged to have the shortcut of version of your 14 years. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to, you don't have to go through the struggles that need it. <laughs> <laughs> to do it. But thank you so much. And thank you, Isabel. Thank you for uh, partnering with Evan and uh, standing by him so that we can have all these r- resources available. And I'm sure you've had a huge, huge um, impact on it as well. So may the Lord just bless you. And uh, really, as a couple, that you, your footprint will throw deep roots in, um, in, in the new church. And as I said, the Lord says in, the, in uh, um, Revelations 21, he is going to start dwelling with us. And that is the most amazing experience that we're having with the fact that Jesus is now with us um, in these difficult times. And he's going to take us and be with us while we're going through everything now. And it, as Sisi Wynan said, it's going to get better. And, um, but just thank you for the work that you're doing. And uh, we just trust that the Lord will just um, get the people and that it will ignite the saints to be equipped in this time. Um, as I said, we've just seen Nadine Bardenos walk out here. Uh, you people know that uh, you know she's from Forza, uh, Freedom of Religion, SA, and we know that the church is in trouble. So this is what I really want to encourage the listeners to please go onto their website. Just give it to us again. www.trumpetcall and for the Afrikaners, trompetroep, just in in English, trumpetcall.co.za. Very important. And go and equip yourself and get ready for the new house church that you can host in your home, that you can host in a a group uh, amongst your friends and time to fellowship fully in, um, in, in, in the ways of the Lord um, in these last days that we are heading for. But thank you, Isabel. Thank you, Evan, for joining us this thank afternoon. Thank you for having us. And may you as uh, listeners, please look after yourselves, be safe, be good, stick to the rules, and we will see you next week. But we've got Gilma coming up now, and uh, she's going to join us in the studio for the news. So, yes. Uh, but first, we're going to listen to you by Marvin Lee Music. Have a wonderful, blessed week. Until next week. Thank you. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.